Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. I was reading Biden memes. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> uh, Obama. Tell the world we're bros, Biden whispers. We're bros. Obama. Bro, why'd you whisper, Biden? You're my world, bro. Obama. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been drinking. I had a... Shut up, Michael. Well, well, well. How are we doing today, fellas? It's it's happy anniversary to the I.O. fucking panel. Happy birthday anniversary. That's right. Uh, it's me, James, and my team of unta- untrained cats, Mr. Uh, Dr. Professor Neil Blevins. How are you doing, sir? There we go. Get those I'm, I'm doing very well. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Mr. Michael. Uh, Michael, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good, man. Showing a little, a little like ten percent extra pep for our for our one year anniversary show. I like That's it. That's right. That's right. You heard him. I He's like, our, pretty good. I didn't realize this was our one year anniversary show. Huh. Uh yes, I believe we posted our first episode on March fifth or March third of last year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. See, I mistakenly thought that we'd do it at fifty or fifty-two. Well, that would be 52 episodes, but not necessarily 52 weeks of because being we in some. existence. Because we missed some. Correct. Okay. All right. Yep. So this Fair is our enough. anniversary. Uh, now that we're all in the loop on that, this same is our anniversary. Page. We're on the same page here. We're all on the same page. Uh, well, next time, tell me. <laughs> well, next time, uh, it's the first fucking thing in the news. has been there for weeks. Yeah, I saw that. It didn't and... make sense to me then. And <laughs> don't ask or anything. <laughs> and and I, I sorry to let you know this. We were told about uh, five weeks ago. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. Evan checked, and he was like, "I'm pretty sure it's 49, not 50." Yeah. So we've all learned something today. When in doubt, just listen to Evan. <laughs> um. So you guys just heard, uh, well, potentially heard. Mm-hmm. If it's not edited out, our new opening music. You'll have to. Send Evan hate mail and say, I didn't hear the new opening music. All I heard was the old opening music. Or, I hate the new opening music. I'd like to hear the old opening music. Or, I love the new opening music, but please send me the old opening music just because when I masturbate, this is what I listen to and I've trained my penis. No, you know, no one can blame you for that. It's perfectly understandable. It's totally understandable. You know? We all do it sometimes, you know. I can only get, I can only go when I hear emus like, you know, that's the only way I can go. Yeah, it's so. really personal. You know, this is somewhat related, but um, I heard some porn stars <laughs> commenting on the the uh, the likelihood of fuck to pop versus jerk to pop in scenes, <laughs> and and the different 
<laughs> as James James chokes down some water. And the different positions that the guys sort of need to be in, and it is personal. It's like you know, if you if you see uh, some male talent consistently in one position when they finish, that's that's probably because that's what they do in their private time. That's science, man. Fuck the pop versus jerk the pop. Yeah, it's white science. paper's coming out soon. Yep. Um, let, let's jump right in, man. Let's not hesitate or lollygag any longer. Uh, well, what's up? I was going to ask, oh, uh, let's, did, let's did you do anything uh, noteworthy the, this previous week? Have any good uh, good experiences or tragedy in your um, life that you'd like to share? Save any orphans or no? I went or, to or I kill went to any orphans. Restaurant. I went to a great restaurant uh, yesterday. Uh, my odd ex-girlfriend invited me out to dinner and paid for it. <laughs> It's very strange, actually. Not the most recent X, but the XXXXXXX. You know, mm-hmm. very weird. But it was a great dinner, and she paid for it, and I stuck her for uh, <laughs> not, not stuck her. <laughs> I, I, I financially stuck her for a $14 glass of scotch, Oban, 14 year. Very good. Um, and uh, and uh, some clam chowder, which I love. So, Chart House in Annapolis, check it out. Very good. Uh, they are not paying us any money, and this episode wasn't brought to you by them, so fuck them. But still, it was really good. Now, was that your full meal? Because you you had previously mentioned no, the drinks. I had a I had a shrimp uh, pasta thing, but first time mm. ever having homemade pasta. That's the only reason I ordered it because I was like, this place is gonna have homemade pasta, and it did, and it was fucking awesome. You know, I wish I could love pasta the way I want to love pasta now. That homemade pasta was so freaking good. It was next level, the way man. Pasta deserves to be loved. Yeah, it was. They treated it. They treated <laughs> it like a fine lady. Noodle up, you know. <laughs> Noodle up, <laughs> dude. I hope you wrote that down. We're getting those shirts. <laughs> I Please. did write it down, but it's also in my head. Good. Noodle up. If you guys want a shirt, a Noodle up shirt, let us know. The first fifteen shirts are completely on you. You're paying for them, but. Well, you'll pay for all the shirts when you buy them one like at a the, time. The first 15, they're all on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you literally have to buy them and wear them all. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, noodle up. Well, that's good. Was Ron Popeil in the kitchen? I don't know who was in With there. With his, his pasta machine? I used to have one of those. Probably was. Probably was in there. The pasta was fucking good, though, man. It was mm-hmm. good. What else did I do? I hung out with some friends, like, locally in my house. Had a couple of friends come up and hang out, kick kick it. Um, well, it was a pretty chill weekend. That's you cool, know. man. Yeah, I heard Uncle yourself? Uncle Joe was there. He had a good time. Uncle Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle he, Joe Biden? Yeah. <laughs> freshly unemployed? Yeah, freshly unemployed. Let me say something. Uh, we were discussing this earlier. I just discovered the Biden memes. So good. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, so you're like two months late on that, at least. Yeah, but they're great. Like They're like hundreds of them, and they're so good. Yep. The internet has embraced him. It's taken him in as one of their own. Yeah, he's like the internet's son. Okay. So, yeah. So, yep. what about you, Mike? What's going on with you? Not much. Uh, last night, we went to a bar slash restaurant called Bilbo Baggins. Mm. Down in Old Town Alexandria. That was That's Top Gun themed. A Top Gun themed restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, it was a it was a good spot though, good food, good peeps. 
was it just called that or was it a themed restaurant? I mean, it's it's a, a little bit of the decor is kind of like that, but it's not like all crazy, you know. Michael's got the consonants sure. off. It was sure. it's actually Dildo Faggins, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, a gay yeah. bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. The Blue Oyster. Yeah, that's right. Um, were the were the waiters and waitresses barefoot? No. Huh. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. With regards to the Lord of the Rings type things, which I'm thankful for. Okay. Because you know. is that a backhanded compliment to uh, probably one of the greatest literary series ever written? Uh, no, it's a backhanded insult. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, this past week. Didn't do much, uh, yeah, just, you know, working and living. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. How about you, Evan? You I made, uh, I saw a YouTube video that inspired me to make a uh, a chicken-based pizza crust. And uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> so the pizza crust made of chicken? Uh, chicken, cheese, and an egg, yes. Or was it an actual chicken basting your pizza crust? No. Like the did chicken like has take, a ladle, he's like bah! Like did you Ideas. take chicken and like put it in a in a food processor or a blender and reducing it into a fine mash? Right. And then coat the crust. <laughs> no no, there's no coat the crust. It is the crust. That's what I'm it's, saying. It's quite feathery. <laughs> but uh but it's got some good uh some good body to it. Mm-hmm. No, I'll mm-hmm. see if I can put a, a, a link to the recipe in the uh, in the show notes or something. But I didn't uh, I didn't really do very much other than that. That was new to my life, um, and I'm thankful for it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Shoot. let's jump in. How about that? Jump in. Okay. Since we're on the topic of food, um, we get into some alternate uses for tilapia skin. So. Burn victims, or well, I guess burn victims, but burn patients in Brazil have had a uh, an issue getting treatment because in developed countries, I guess skin banks are fairly common things. Fucking gross. <laughs> hey, it's an actual problem. So uh, skin banks that have like donor human and pig skin, which are traditionally used for burn treatment and uh, and skin grafting. The facility in Brazil can only uh, accommodate 1% of the actual need. So some doctors got the good idea of, hmm, let's use this tilapia skin that's normally thrown away. So what they do is treat it with some chemicals to sterilize it and then uh, irradiate it to further sterilize and make sure there's no you know, transfer of bacteria. It's sealed and uh, apparently... An un, sort of unforeseen uh, side effect is that tilapia skin contains a lot of a uh, couple of certain types of collagen that helps in uh, skin healing and scar tissue formation. So in lieu of bandaging patients and, and having to sort of unbandage, which can be a very painful process uh, on a daily basis, for some sort of superficial 
burns, the skin is applied to the affected area and, you know, wrapped normally and sort of left in place for, you know, not about nine days, ten days until the healing process is underway. And then it's removed and apparently it's quite pain-free versus, like I said, normally you would have to get the bandages changed and the wounds washed every day, which can be very painful. Um, For more... Uh, intense burns, like some of the more intense second degree and third degree burns, pretty much the same thing, but they do have to change the uh, the skin dressing. James, I know you like that, the skin dressing. Disgusting. <laughs> you got to change that a couple times. I bet it but smells great, though. Apparently, it doesn't smell at all. In the video, which is in Bra- in, in Brazilian, it's in Portuguese, but there are English subtitles. And lots of um, big butts in there, I bet. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. Uh, but the guy commenting about his procedure was like, yeah, the first thing I did was smell it. Didn't smell like anything. <laughs> See, I would think you get third degree burns. So you got that native heat coming off the burns. Then you got some, some tilapia skin. Mm-hmm. You got a good crispy goodness going on. I bet it's going to smell great. I bet it's, I bet that whole place smells like a fucking, I bet it smells like chart house on oh, <laughs> Friday night, actually. I don't think the heat from burns is sufficient enough to cook and crisp no, you the get tilapia. A, you get a skin. slow base. You get a slow base. <laughs> slow base. It's like uh, the nurse comes in while you're sleeping, just sprinkles some uh, some adobo on it. It's like, mmm. Mmm. <laughs> adobo. Good. Adobo. Adobo. <laughs> they... Maybe squeeze a little lemon? Probably yeah, not. Yeah. That's good for burns. A little <laughs> yeah. citrus juice, right? Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, right, right, in the, right in your wound. <laughs> Kill you right up. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, pretty interesting use of was otherwise thrown away um, as a medical treatment. Nice. I know Very you good. don't necessarily agree with it, but I think you know. Would you rather have some tilapia versus nothing? <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's gross, but I think whatever works, you know. And maybe, possibly, people get gills. Maybe breathe there could be some potential for mutants in the future. Possibly, I mean the skin, like I said, it is could irradiated as the final step for sanitization. That definitely sounds like some comic book shit right there. Yeah, yeah, it's got potential. If we'll they keep ever an have eye a on the name Wilbur Washington. You know he's going to become <laughs> like the next Brazilian fish man. If that could be a thing, is that the third world knockoff Aquaman? <laughs> yeah. Brazilian fish man. He just he sells fish and bread on the side of the road. That's his thing. <laughs> it's like so. Uh, you get any uh, superpowers? It's like uh, get these scales and I kind of flap my flap my feet around. Like, ah. <laughs> okay, yeah, not a great life. It's like kind of got a flipper dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we're gonna go to hell. Okay. So I guess it's me. All right, so uh, I've been watching for this for a while, and I emptied all my money out of my stock uh, stock account and put it into my bank account like an idiot and missed out on Snapchat's IPO. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a long article. Well, not long. It's an article about a bunch of various other details and stuff. But to me, the thing I honed in about this article <laughs> was one of the schools in Mountain View, they, they – uh, Invested fifteen thousand uh, dollars, and turned that fifteen grand when the IPO went into twenty four million dollars. Yeah, just fucking amazing, absolutely outstanding. 
Um, this this article covers the whole IPO. Right now, they're running somewhere around $28, $29 a share. Uh, it started $24 a share. So these guys obviously invested pre-IPO. Um, yeah, so I didn't read this article necessarily, but I heard um, I heard some other people talk about it. So apparently, th- there was some initial questions like, well, how can a school invest in a stock? So it's a private school. And what happened was they have like a portion in a venture capitalist firm, which is run by like one of the parents of, you know, one of the students or yeah. someone in the administration. So they bought, um, you know, 15 grand of snap or Snapchat stock in 2012, which was like a million shares or some shit yeah, like that. Exactly. So way, way pre, like they invested in the company, not something that everyone else would have, have access to. And the thing is, this is a school in Mountain View, which is like, that's where Google is. Yeah. Uh, like everyone's kids who go there, they are the, their parents are startup kids. And this is a private school, so they're probably programmers, developers, CEOs. Like, like these kids are not your average kid, and the parents aren't your average parents. So it totally fits that they would be invested in this. I was kind of thrown off because the school is like St. Francis High School, you know? But then when I saw where it was located, I was like, it makes perfect sense. Someone on the board of directors is like part of their, part of some kind of a, you know, uh, consortium. Yeah, some investment consortium or something. So totally makes sense. But, you know, the Snapchat IPO is pretty cool. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing about the, uh, about IPOs I recently learned this because I didn't know anything about the about stocks or the internet. Uh, that those things will go together, but I didn't know anything about, I didn't know anything about stocks. And uh, the IPO, uh, actually, the time to get on the IPO is not the day it comes out. No, <laughs> it's pre-IPO. Like you know, a guy who knows a guy who's got a, who's got like fifteen thousand dollars invested, and he says, "Yeah, I'll take your grand and put it in with mine." That's the only way an average Joe could get into one of these, or you go, you know somebody, or you like have millions of dollars to invest. But otherwise, you know, it's not for everybody else. But it's still very cool that you know this this school made a lot of money. But you know, it's it's just cool. So that's it. Yeah, like I heard about this, um, you know, yesterday or maybe the day before. I was like, "Fuck, man, missed out on another one." So I, I don't know how to get involved in IPOs, but like you said, that's it's kind of too late at that point. But uh, maybe we need. A uh, an IO panel financial manager. Yeah, maybe or or the IO panel. That's my job. Team. That's your job. There we go. Yeah. Okay, we're sunk. There you go. How do farms work? That's <laughs> how do banks make Michael. money? How do banks? <laughs> yeah. How do banks make money? That's quoting Michael quote. Um. Okay. So it looks like the next one is mine too. This site is NSFW. <laughs> so if you click on this link, it's I just clicked on it and there's like boobs right on the front page so just i'm just don't do this at work um so this boy this kid got 400 bee stings okay 400 bee stings this little fucker and i hope evan you play the play the clip it's probably like 25 seconds long but he says um as he was trying to run up the hill to get away from them and they just kept attacking him he kind of rolled back down and went into the fetal position trying to protect himself so he looks a mess. This kid is wrecked. Trying to he, protect himself from what? From, he got f- f- from bees. the bees. <laughs> and he got stung by 400 bees. Oh, my God. Okay, now listen what this this kid. My, Evan, can you play the clip? Uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. It's, 
if you don't know anything about um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, then it won't mean anything to you. So, Michael, it's not going to mean anything to you. Just cover your ears. But do you know what this kind of reminds me of? Did you ever see the YouTube video of the kid who was like, I'm going to try to go Super Saiyan. And uh, it's just the video of him like in front of the webcam, like, Ugh! Like struggling really hard. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's exactly. see here. Play. I could think of was using a combat technique from his favorite cartoon show, Dragon Ball Z's. Full force power. Full force power, like a superhero. I'm Andrew, but you can call me Vegeta. I survived <laughs> the 400 stinks. I am Andrew, but you can call me Vegeta. This kid gets the fucking award, yo. Like this, we're gonna hear about this fucking kid for the next year. Call me Vegeta, bitch. I love this shit. That's great. Make some shirts what with is his that? swollen ass face. Yeah. On the front of it. Call me say? Vegeta. Yeah. What did that reporter say? What did she uh, call Dragon Ball Z's? Yeah, Dragon yeah. Ball Z's, like That's Z's a- nuts. Yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck it is. Dragon Ball. She's like a superhero, full force power, like a superhero. She didn't know what to talk about. That's uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, but I thought it was great. So where was this? Um, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I just thought it was absolutely fucking great, man. I thought that was like the best thing on the internet. So I didn't watch uh, uh that that clip beforehand. I didn't really read through the article. I, I read the headline and I thought he would like attack the beehive and was like running through the swarm of bees with his arms back, just trying to like fight them off with magical powers. But- oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fucking ridiculous. He almost wins a Darwin award for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the only thing that saves it is that how he, how he responded to it. Like he recognizes that he like, because see, if you don't know anything about Dragon Ball Z, Vegeta is like the hero who just like, he, he's always one step behind and he just gets abused and beaten and abused. And he's always a step behind his, his, his rival. And, he always comes back for more, no matter what. And so that's why I was like, okay, I get the reference, and I appreciate what the kid did, what he said at the end there, how he took it. Like, he took it the right way. Good job, Andrew. All right. So, NASA has decided, I guess they've been doing this for a, a few years now, but uh, this is the first time I actually heard about it. I came across this article. NASA, apparently every year they gather up all the software that they've been developing and they just kind of release it to the public. They're like, here you go. So they're open source advocates and contributors? Mm Mm-hmm. What do they develop? All kinds of stuff. And I I put a link to the article here, but the the main website is actually software.nasa.gov. Hmm. And... They have all kinds of stuff here. That dude, they have the categories. It's like system testing, operations, vehicle management, crew and life support, propulsion, environmental science, aeronautics, data servers, processing and handling. I mean, they have all kinds of shit here. You know, please translate it into understandable common language. Um, it's gonna rock your face off. Oh shit. Well, let's hope. Let's get. Let's get that source code and let's let's improve and send it back, man. Let's let's boost them up, man. I know we can. I know we're capable. Generalized, panel, sponsored by NASA. Here's one: generalized fluid system simulation program 
<laughs> Time to fuck some shit up. <laughs> We're gonna get our hydroponics game up to level uh, to over nine thousand with this. Yeah, I got that joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, there's a thing here. It is rocket science. Software tools NASA engineers use daily. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I just thought this was kind of cool. I mean, some of the stuff is going to be very basic stuff, very like, what am I going to do with this, you know? But right. still, it's cool. And it's all free, open source, you know, no copyrights, no nothing. You know, it's just take it, use it, do whatever. Is it under the uh, the GNU software license? Or am I am I thinking of the wrong thing? Uh, no, I mean, you're you, not. You can feel free to edit and redistribute as long as you give credit to the creator? They don't really say. The only thing they say here is that all free of charge to the public without any royalty or copyright fees. Okay. That's, that's all it really says. And you can just go to their website and download it, or they have it in, they, they call it hard copy. I'm not, I'm not sure what that means exactly. They have a bunch of CDs you can get or something, DVDs, I don't know. Oh, I was thinking, like, they'll send you a 15-volume printed encyclopedia of all the code. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know exactly. It says, um, a number of software packages are being presented for release for the first time. And each catalog entry is accompanied with a plain language description of what it does. Okay, well, that's nice. So, there you go. I'll check that out. Yeah. Thank you. Kind of cool, kind of cool. All right. So, I saw this, and I was actually talking about this with someone last night. There's a company that they've... And actually, Microsoft has been toying with this for a while. But this new uh, startup called Twist Bioscience... They're using DNA as a storage medium. Oh, yeah. So they were able to store 214 petabytes of of data per gram of DNA. Yep. Which is insane. Now, the way they have to store it and then retrieve it is kind of ridiculous. Well, you know, yeah. it's not it's not yeah. practical. <clears throat> but um still pretty cool. So step 1 of becoming Johnny Mnemonic? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> to retrieve their files, they used modern sequencing technology to read the DNA strands followed by software to translate the genetic code back into binary. Mm-hmm. That says they recovered their files with zero errors. So they were able to write everything to these things and then read it back. That's pretty impressive. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, on a, a related topic, did you realize that the average ejaculation contains 1.5 petabytes of data? Uh, <laughs> it's data about some douchebag. <laughs> but it's all the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all the garbage file. <laughs> exactly. That's what they were talking about in hackers. Yeah. All right. So last but not least, I know you guys must have seen this earlier this week. Uh a lot of websites 
went down. Mm-hmm. And it was because a portion of Amazon's web hosting went down. And it turns out, according to this article, that people um, running the Amazon S3 system, where they were debugging some some of the uh, servers, they needed to take a few of the billing servers offline. But they fucked up and typed in the wrong command or something, and they took down a whole rack of servers. <laughs> <clears throat> And then they said, they said it took longer than expected to restart certain services. So basically, they shut down or rebooted these servers. And they say it said some. They said it took so long to bring them back because some of its servers had not been restarted in many years. Well, wow. that's just poor operational management. Yeah. So we, I've I've run into that problem before too, where we re, we re you know in, apply updates and reboot a server. And it doesn't come back for a long time. We're like, what the hell's going on? Finally go up and look at it, and it's like doing a, a check disk. Yeah. You know, it's like, god damn it. And it's, you know, it's checking the the 1.5 terabyte volume or whatever. <laughs> You're like, come on, man. Like, You know, so imagine Amazon S3 doing that, you know? Like, that must have been what was going on, so. Yeah, I, I heard um, about this issue because of gaming, actually. Apparently, some of the Quake servers that I play on are actually hosted on uh, Amazon's cloud service. Mm-hmm. So they were inoperable or, or just, like, really shitty for a while. Hmm. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of stuff, including Cora, Slack, uh, Trello, SoundCloud, and If This, If This, Then That. Ooh. Yeah. And of course, a bun- bunch of other stuff too. But those are just to name a few. So it was it was a while. It was like a five hour outage. So mm-hmm. pretty crazy. And of course, you know, Amazon says, "Oh, we're taking steps to make sure this doesn't happen again." And blah blah blah. We fired Fat Finger Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> well, it's it's apparently. Um, kind of amazing that this stuff doesn't happen more often just because of, uh, you know, it was a while ago, but I heard the sort of the back end infrastructure of Amazon's cloud is like stuck together with tape and paper clips and rubber bands. Like it shouldn't work, but it's barely working. Huh? That's interesting. That's what I heard. You know, I don't work there or anything. Well, I actually might have an inside source on that. I'll have to, uh, We'll get him on here. Let's uh, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have Michael's inside source on hacking and technology on next week. I can't wait. Me too. <laughs> Very knowledgeable. Yeah, wouldn't trust anyone else with my security. Nope, he's an expert in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. You guys make jokes. That's all right. That's all right. James, you've met him before. So. Uh, are we talking about the same guy? Yes. Okay. All right. Probably not, but okay. <laughs> well, I sorry. I assumed we were. Maybe two of us understand what's going on and one does not. Yeah. I think that is very is. possible. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Another joke has gone over yeah. Michael's head. Yep. Pretty much. Okay. That's fine. 
What's next? What's next? We got a nine top best password managers you should use now. Is that what this is? The next one we got here, Michael? Not not exactly. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, nine popular password managers have been found to be leaking your secrets. Ooh. So in this article, um, they they name a few password managers. And they list flaws that have been found in each one. Now, this says the most popular Android password managers. So I don't know if they're just talking about the app on Android itself that's vulnerable, and maybe the app on iOS is not, or the or the you know Windows one based one is not vulnerable. It's not clear. But theoretically, the Android software will have all your stuff, right? It'll probably have the same. It's, it's, it's all cross-linked in the cloud or whatever, right? Right, right. Or what's what is link? What is what is it giving away? Because maybe it's not giving away passwords. Let's get to it. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Oh no, that's fine. So, I mean, they they go through a whole list of password managers here and list the problems with each one. I'm not going to go through each one. Um, they do list LastPass, which is my favorite password manager. Now they say here that they the one of the issues is there's a hard-coded master key in the LastPass password manager. <laughs> That's good. Okay. It says there's privacy slash data leakage in the LastPass browser search. So I'm not, not sure exactly what that means, but a little something's getting out there. And then it says you can read the... Read the private. Oh, okay. They they can they can somehow retrieve the master password from LastPass. Hmm. That's not good. Yeah. So, but again, I'm not sure if this is just. So I don't use Android, so I guess I'm good. I mean, it's not clear. Let's go with that. You know, ignorance is security. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what does Apple call it? Security with by obscurity. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. If it's Apple, safe because nobody knows. No, they. I don't they, know if, don't know if that Apple term. calls it that. They, they they came up with that term because they know their market. Evan, yep. what You're competent? <laughs> hey man, it just works for people who can't understand the complications of uh, the most popular and the best operating system in the world. There is an alternative for for those dumb people. Yep, they're called the those people are called users. Oh, you mean Windows? And uh, <laughs> they use Mac OS. Getting you back don't want to leave huh? the crib. Getting back into this. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Right. You don't have to think for yourself. Every you know, the the great Father above does all your thinking for you. All you have to do is just give him all the money you have. <laughs> That's right. Your computer will cost a mere three thousand dollars, and yeah. yeah, it'll be great. And stay oh, forever obedient. Google's, Google's giving away phones, right? Uh, Google is above those tactics, sir. That's Thank right. you. Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> James, right, well, well, I'm done. Oh, okay. All right. Done. All right. There we go. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right, so I meant to. So I listened to a book this week, and I and look. I, sometimes I put no books in in this thing uh, under the Audible category, and sometimes I put one book in there. Just so you guys know, I listen to like three books a week almost. But if I don't put a book in here, it's because it was like it was okay, but not mention worthy of mentioning. 
So this particular book, I was looking for another lit RPG, uh, which is like a literary RPG. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so which is that's a kind of a. I thought you a, meant like it's lit, son. It's lit. Every you know? time he says that, that's what I think. But then I have to tell myself, no, it's like it's a literary book. Yeah. It's something else. So it's basically a written video game, you know. And we've talked about this before. Check it in previous episodes. I'm not going to go over it again. But basically, uh, that's one of my favorite genres right now. And this particular one, Soulstone Awakening, has to be the most hilarious, like, funniest, well-written thing I've ever listened to. It's so funny. And because I'm an unprepared piece of crap, I did not queue up the thing that I want to listen to, that I want to play for you guys. So I'll try to queue it up or get it so we can listen to it in the extra section. But it's so freaking hilarious. Uh, the writing is excellent. It's funny. The characters are funny. The characters are well written. I mean, I can't praise this book enough. Five out of five stars. Um, I listened to another one earlier. That just I just finished another literary RPG uh, today called The Land Foundations. It's a good book. Um, not as And it is funny, too, but it's not as funny as this one. This one just had me dying. Uh, and I'm working on another one right now called, I have no idea what it's called. It's called Patch 17 by a Russian guy. And this is a series, there's I think two or three of these books, and maybe four, uh, two in, two written, two only in written format, and then two that are uh, in audiobook and written format. So I'll talk about those next week, but just really good. Uh, check out this book and other ones, audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Evan wrote it down for me this week, so now I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check it out. It's a great book. Very funny. You don't have to pay any money. You just go get the book. Don't be a punk ass. Just go get the book. <laughs> Let us get a couple of dollars, all right? Don't be like that. All right. Um, that's it, man. Done. I actually have something to add. Yeah. Um, I think I I don't remember if I spoke to you about this, James, but I may have just posed the idea to Mike of doing a uh, an IO panel monthly or book of the month club. So, you know, we can do a sort of round robin. I'll pick one, you pick one, Mike picks one, you know, for over three months. And um, we we have a discussion on the last episode of the month. That would be a great idea. I would love to do that. Excellent. So anyone listening who wants to participate, feel free to. We could even have you on if you want to uh, discuss the book as well. It just can't be whack if you want me to listen to it. If if you want me to listen, it needs to be a zombie book, uh, a survival <laughs> book, a uh, some right wing garbage, or a lit RPG, or something about space. That's the that that, that is the categories that are allowed. Just kidding. I think I think my first book will be a uh, uh, an overall focus on aquaponics, featuring the world's most cultivatable fish, the tilapia. <laughs> World superfish. Yeah, this is superfish. All right, so, so cool. I guess it's Thank me you. again here. I didn't realize you guys were so lazy this week. Michael, oh. did you read anything? Did I read anything? Silence. I did. <laughs> I read Any, anything a book good. We talked about last week called Old Man's War. Oh, okay. And it was great. You liked it. I did. Did you Did you get the next one? You get the next in the series. I did not. Yeah. Thinking about okay. it, but I'm okay. Gonna. 
Okay. All right. All right. Evan? No. Okay. You reading the instruction manuals this week? Um, no. Just read the shipping labels from all the Amazon packages I've been getting. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. <laughs> it was a riveting tale. Oh, um, gentlemen. So, you know, I received, uh, speaking of, of speaking of packages, I did receive. Hey, 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 I did receive a package myself this week mm-hmm. from Dr. Neil Blevins here. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so one. One item has been distributed. Okay. To whom? To the the fan. Okay, excellent. So that's all. Yeah. Okay, we're good then. <laughs> that's cool. You can t- throw the rest of the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put them in the garbage disposal. Crunch them up. <laughs> yeah. Were any so, of them Were any of them broken or anything? I don't think so. Okay. No, but we took them out. We're like they're black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, what's this? Who got scammed? I was like, oh, no. I was like, I wonder if, like, he picked a black background and he gave a black, a black and white photo or something. Like, I was like, oh, no. Or something like Yeah. James, do, do you know what we're talking about, by the way? I don't remember if I ever shared with you what the items were. No. What happened? Oh, they're, uh, I made mugs. They're like black, but you know they the they show you a picture when you fill them with hot liquid. No, I didn't. Okay, so is you'll it, get one of those. Is that is that downstairs? No, that's oh, okay. at Mike's house. Oh, okay, all right, cool. You, you got all excited, like the other great shit that you sent me. Fuck that! But is this mug downstairs. No, like... I'm gonna go get it. You don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll get one. But it's just a little something fun. I do actually have a book um, that I have not read. It, I think it's meant for children, actually, because it's like 60 pages long. But it's called The Green Book. Uh, I saw it recommended by some thread on, on my favorite new website, Reddit, quite a while ago. So I bought it. Um, apparently, it's about a... I think it's written from the perspective of a young girl whose family went to a planet... In you know, uh, in a, a neighboring solar system, to you know, start a new life, and they brought seeds and food and all this stuff to sustain them for you know, for the first part of their um, t- time after their arrival. But what they discovered is the new planet won't grow any any of the stuff that they brought. So they're like, uh, okay, how do we live here now? Evan, so that, was, that's what the book's the... about. Who's the author? Uh, Jill Patton Walsh. Okay, because I, I did a a Google search. I got the Negro Motorist Green Book. What's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not that by Victor Hugo Green. Oh, so by Victor Hugo, <laughs> the Hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> the racist so like, of Notre Dame. I was like, what is this? I was like, is this what Evans talking about? I was like, no. I was like, no, no. The, this. This other one that I just came across is it says was an annual guidebook for African American road trippers. What the fuck? <laughs> Sounds like a great read. Please order me three copies. <laughs> oh, yes. I Please see. do send the link. Um, it was uh, yeah, okay. It was uh, you know, for people 
traveling the country during the era of Jim Crow laws. Uh huh. So I guess you got to know where to go or something, you know. Okay, while we're still good, here, good times. <laughs> yeah, that, thanks. It's horrible. While we're hey, still man. in our section I was here, like let, what? Let me uh, play this little segment for you here. Hopefully, it's going to start up at the right place, and I'm playing it from my phone instead of giving it to Evan like I should have done. But uh, you guys can hear it. So let me just get you to to where this what's happening here. The main character uh, is on his way with his buddy. His buddy's name is Two Man Chu. And his uh, yeah, it's great. And this, by the way, this book is filled with fucking like hints and like crazy stuff, like arrow to the knee, and they name drop real like real games. Like a lot of times, you'll listen to a book and it will be just outside of our universe where they'll have different presidents and different this and not in this book. If this book is like it could be happening right now somewhere in America, and everything is like they never like they don't hesitate to say they're not worried about getting sued like they don't give a shit it's just weird so let me see if i can play this for you here which didn't seem like a fun place to visit still it wasn't very far away so it had that going for it so where are we going exactly two manchu asked after we'd walked for a few minutes along a path that led us through the bunny hills sup jerk george <laughs> called as we passed by finally man up and kill those goblins or are you still being a giant pussy? Dude, did that rabbit just talk to you? Tu Manchu asked, looking at George, who was hopping along next to us. Yeah, that's George. We met earlier. He led me to a goblin treasure that nearly got me killed. I narrowed my eyes at the rabbit as he followed us and wondered what he'd taste like if I jammed a steak through his tiny body and roasted him over a fire. <laughs> Almost is the key word. Why, it doesn't even matter unless we're talking about horseshoes, which we most certainly are not. He shook his head, causing his huge ears to flop around his head. So, what are you two losers doing? Going to hunt ghouls, Tu Manchu said, shrugging in a way that told me, when in Rome. Oh, I love fucking up undead, the rabbit said and grinned at me in a way that was fifty shades of creepy and begged me to ask questions I did not want answered. Mind if I tag along? Um, kind of, I said, scowling at the rabbit. The last time you left me for dead. I cracked my knuckles, wondering if I'd turned into a goon if I bopped him on the head. I mean, who the fuck does that? Man, this guy, right? George said, gesturing at me while looking at Two Man Chew. You'd think he'd get over it. Instead, he keeps bringing it up over and over like a whiny little bitch. I don't think he likes you much. Tim Shu said, tearing his gaze from the bunny and looking at me. As I opened my mouth to tell Tu Manchu that I didn't give a flying fuck what an NPC rabbit thought of me, the bunny injected himself into our conversation. I can't see why he wouldn't like me, the bunny said, disbelief filling his voice. I'm as cool as silk and twice as sexy. Right. What I said, fuck? shaking yeah. my head in so, annoyance. That's, I mean, I'm like, I, I can, it, it goes on from there, but so the character, the main character has this like NPC rabbit who becomes his companion, like, and it just is, it's this weird thing, and that rabbit is fucking hilarious. He's like this F-bomb dropping, like, he's like, calls the female character sugar tits. I mean, it's just like hilarious, and, and you get this picture in your head of this soft, fluffy rabbit who's like, he has like 10 hit points, and he's just totally like a 
totally like soft and he talks mad shit and it's so funny man and the characters react to him like the same way like a regular person would be like what the hell you know it's funny it's a really funny funny one i i definitely advise anybody pick it up so let's continue well, that kind of uh, reminds me of uh, Claptrap from the Borderlands video games. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of video games, uh, let's jump into here. So, I, I put the title here, and I love my, th- I love the title. I put, so I'm gonna read it. I'm here to get my dick wet. So, <laughs> aren't um, we all? Yeah, aren't we all? So, I did not play Mass Effect uh, one or two. Um, I know a drama is coming out. I still don't know if I'm ready to play it just because I'm a whiny little bitch and I don't want to play a game where all the main characters die or people you invest a lot of time and energy into the game die and you can't stop it. And that's normally how these games seem to work. But the one bonus reason you might go and play Mass Effect is because there is like you build you have sexual physical relationships with the other female characters or male characters or whatever, depending on what character you design for yourself in the beginning of the game. And the director, <laughs> the, the guy who the producer, or the director of the game, someone said, he said, you know, he sent a thing out, uh, Michael Gamble. He said, so what do you guys think? Ask me questions or whatever. Right. So someone says, someone said, who could they bang? And he said, he said, uh, he said, uh, at, at the person who asked the question, and he said, at Mass Effect, so many, and the banging is pretty good. So <laughs> I was like, okay, he's like setting the tone right here. Um, I mean, I've seen my fair share of Mass Effect uh, stuff on Pornhub, and it's pretty fucking good. I can put a link in the description if you're interested. But um, that said, this is uh, kind of shocking. That we're now we're in that world where it's like, okay, you know, yep, like games have characters fucking in them, and I knew it was in there before, but I never played the game, I don't know, but um, I think this so that it seemed like a lot of people are very stoked about like boning aliens from other places, <laughs> like the ability to go in there and bone an alien, so I don't know, uh, I'm probably not gonna get the game still just because it probably isn't gonna be my thing, but you know. If there's some boning to be had, I'll let you guys know about it. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of games who who have uh, had that in there. I mean, obviously, some of the Grand Theft Auto stuff, you can go uh, bang a hooker and like set her on fire or something instead of paying her. But I don't know how graphic that actually gets during the act. Probably not very. But then, of course, there's mod packs for skins and stuff, I'm sure. Uh, and some of the other, like, there was an old, old game that uh, I want to say it might have just been for Atari where it's like a cowboy like rapes an Indian chick who's tied up to a pole or something. I don't know the name. It's yeah. super old. That's yeah. Custer's last stand. It's Custer's last. Okay. Or something it like might, that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Um, but you know, we're in the future now. Um, I'll be interested to see how some of this fan fiction plays out. I'm sorry. Also it's on the Custer's Revenge. Yes. That's what it's called. Yeah, so I mean this this uh the the stuff I think I think uh, the games that would probably be closest to how they've done it in in Mass Effect is like I think it's not Alan Wake. I think it's Hard Rain is the game. It's similar to Alan Wake, but it's it's Hard Rain. It's like a kind of you tell the story type solve the puzzle type game it's a and Christian you have Slater to, movie. <laughs> 
No, no you're think... thinking of William Shatner in The Devil's Reign. Oh, God. No, that's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, no, you're thinking of... Uh, some, some other piece of garbage. Some, some other garbagey <laughs> film. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the game's called Hard Rain, or maybe it's called Rain. I don't know, but... Uh, there's two or three games like that where like you play a character and there's like a sex scene, there's some kind of vague sex scene or or semi veiled sex scene in the in the uh, Mass Effect games. You know, you kind of like build. You're like, should you have a relationship with so and so or should you have a relationship with this character? And then you kind of work to that goal over time until you build up enough whatever with them and you end up boning them. You know, and you can bone several characters in one playthrough um, before you have to, like, before everyone dies or whatever the case may be. So that's a part of the game. It's just a part of the game, and I knew they would have to do it in this one. But, you know, this game didn't get a, it's not NC-17 or whatever the, you know, rating is. It's getting a regular rating. So it probably isn't too graphic, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see more stuff like this in games. So what would you say if you worked for that uh, that game development company and you were tasked with, like, coming up with the physics so characters can fuck? You're like, uh, K. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, where would you go? Is it, you think there's a I think there's a folder in the CryEngine <laughs> CryEngine folder like <laughs> doggy style? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, come on. I mean, you have to like someone would have to like it has to be invented from scratch every time because there's no where you can go to get that stuff. Awesome. James, the it's game like you the were Sims with of? the nude pack. What's it called? Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, that's it. Heavy well, that's rain. only for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, apparently. Yeah, Heavy Rain. Mm. So, Sony is all about uh, getting their dicks wet, it seems. Oh, yeah, Sony doesn't care. They're all, yeah. all about the, the almighty Quan. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, All let right. me throw this in while we're here on Game Theory. So I've been playing Conan Exiles like crazy this last like couple weeks, and this game has become like a buggy piece of shit the last couple days. I haven't been able to get in the game in like two days because they made it had a major large patch in the game which added a bunch of content. Uh, it broke the game. Then they hot fixed it Thursday night. Game still broken. Hot fixed it again Friday sometime. Still broken. Still broken yesterday. Still broken today, so freaking sad. I, I'm totally addicted. So now when I leave, when I can't log in, I just sit in front of my computer. I'm like, "What is this machine for?" And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> it's horrible." Yeah, man, computers man. are useless without games and the internet, pretty yeah. much. Basically. So I don't know calculate. if we talked about this, but who? How are the servers hosted? Like, could it uh, have been some issue with? Amazon? I thought about that, and it very well could have been, but they didn't say anything like that. I mean, they would have, I think if they could have blamed it on someone else, they would have. And it seemed like some people could get in, but it was just some servers couldn't get in. But one of the problems is the servers aren't aren't hosted, and they aren't official. Not all of them are official. There's a lot of servers that are just some guy's house. So, like, one, the one server we're on is a Texas-based server. It's not an official server, and it plays, you could be on it for... You know, you'd be on it all day, and then sometimes in a day, Funcom will patch the game, and anyone who starts up the game, because it's all hosted by, it's all run by, managed by Steam on the local side, so Steam automatically patches the, the client-side machine. The server-side machine doesn't get patched until it gets rebooted, so if the server admins don't think, let me reboot for this patch, 
you just won't be patched. And the person who's on the game right now won't be patched either because the server, nothing, nothing, nothing tells the server, Hey, kick these users and patch them and let the machines, let them be patched. So it's kind of annoying. That's happened to me a couple of times where we couldn't get on for like five or six hours because the server hadn't been patched. So it shows up, but it says an invalid version and it just won't let you play. Yeah. You know, but that's been happening in games for years, I guess. Right. It's a long story. Games aren't patched. You have different versions. You yep. can't play, whatever. Yeah, it's been a long-standing issue. Yeah. Anyways, um, does anyone have any news to report on being fat? I am still fat. Uh, uh, as are, am I. We are, uh, I guess, a couple weeks, uh, maybe even three weeks, into our Race to 100 challenge. I have... I weighed myself on February 16th, but not since, so I need to get some more recent measurements. Um, I think, I don't remember if I actually told you guys I bought a Groupon for a four-week fundamentals and two-week full schedule class at a local uh, CrossFit gym, and I start that tomorrow morning. Oh, so we'll time see. to pull those bag muscles out. I know, right? Just like Peter Griffin says, you know, lift, take your legs completely out of the equation, lift with your lower back in swift, jerking, twisting motions. That's right. That's the CrossFit. That, that's the CrossFit model right there. You ever watch a CrossFit video? It's just thirty-three-year-old housewives throwing up fucking seven hundred pounds, like <laughs> just like yeah. tossing it above their heads and walking away. Well, I mean, CrossFit's been around for a while, probably for about a decade now, gaining you know, fairly steady popularity. And initially that was some of my commentary. Like I have no desire to race through a workout because they, yeah. most of the workouts are like for time or something. So I'm like, mm, I don't care about that. Um, the quality of like coaching and planning has gotten significantly better in that decade though. There's still some, you know, some uh some exercises and and wads for time but they're generally uh like good form is generally well emphasized these days and you know, I'm I'm not going to kill myself or anything but uh if you guys want to claim anything of mine uh for when I die let me know due to a traffic a, tra- a tragic crossfit accident <laughs> yeah oh i thought you were going i thought you were like challenging us what like to CrossFit, know, yeah, or something like like you let me know we can duel for it or something. You know, like, <clears> oh, what no, are you no. talking about? <laughs> like, 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 are you two could duel for it? You know, it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're good, man. But thanks. <laughs> All right, no, that was it. So I, I'll uh, I'll report back periodically. See what it's all about. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to uh, hearing what that's all about. Yep. All right. Uh, should we get into my first, uh, well, actually first and only extras link? I uh, don't know if you guys have heard, but there's been some talk about, um, well, it's actually, it may or may not happen, um, but uh, visa travel or visa free travel more specifically to the EU countries as an American citizen. Um, so the European Parliament has actually voted to remove uh, or revoke visa-free travel to the EU for U.S. citizens. So, like, if we wanted to go to Spain or something, we could just go book a ticket, fly, show up, go through customs, 
here you go, stamp your passport. You know, you can chill for up to three months or something like that. Um, so the actual issue is the U S is the only country. Um, honestly, probably not the only country, but the only one of the only major country who does not have a uh, visa reciprocity with the EU. So basically we can go to any of the EU countries. Like I said, show up, get your passport stamped. Um, no issue. But if you are from Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Poland, or Romania, you cannot come to the U S without visa approval beforehand. So European parliament voted to basically give the U S the same kind of treatment. It's like, if you know, if you don't accept all of our, uh, citizens from the 28 countries equally, then we don't accept yours. The only issue is while the vote happened, the European commission, which is like, you know, the EU executive branch, it's up to them to actually implement it. And that's where it may or may not actually happen. They don't, you know, they don't have to act on the vote unless they see the need to, but it could be a thing in the very near future where, uh, you have to get permission to go to a country before you actually show up. Well, that would suck, but it, but I mean, that's not unheard of. So it's not, I guess it's a luxury that we've all had for basically our whole lives. Um, I don't know how you get visas other than like for you guys, you know, take the Metro down to whatever embassy and be like, Hey, can I have a visa? Uh, maybe there's an online form. Yeah. You fist bump Uh, your way through the door. Sup, Italia? Visa, bitch. Qual es la visa tiempo? It's like, sir, you cannot go to Spain. (laughs) That's right. How disrespectful. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I'm not I, sure I how that works, but uh, whatever. If it comes down to it, I'm sure. I'm sure, they'll let us know. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't look into it, but I don't know why travel, or you know, visa-free travel, would be prohibited from those five countries. Like, I don't think you know Bulgaria and Croatia are typical like terrorist breeding grounds. But you know, fuck, I don't know. Maybe they have poor economies like uh like the Romani or travelers or or gypsies <laughs> or pikeys, you know, would often flood into uh the <laughs> other pikeys e- <laughs> the other uh EU countries and just, you know, stay there for, for work and everything. Maybe uh the US is afraid of that, but I don't know I don't get it, you know. It's not my role to understand, but didn't one of you guys tell me there were there were all kinds of Oh yeah. People like that. Yeah. Somewhere. I, I met I met a family of them. I was like, Oh yeah, you guys are definitely pikeys. Like they prefer to be called travelers. And where was or, this? Are oh, they calling themselves England? pikeys? I thought it was I thought it was a No, that's a derogatory term, apparently. You'll probably get a, a bottle on the side of your head if you call them pikeys to their face. Uh, no, gypsies. Yeah, gypsies. Gypsies because they're traditionally from Romania. So they're Romanian gypsies or Romani or travelers or fucking pikeys. Oh, God. Yeah. So you met them like, hello, how are you kind of thing? Or like, I don't, I wouldn't say that uh, their English was that clear, 
But yes, I met a family <laughs> <of> them. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> was it at the like a uh, at the Red Lobster? No, it was at the um the hotel I was staying at in England, or like the the inn, the hotel, and and you know bar restaurant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down to get some food or a drink, and I there were all these people there. They bought you know bottles of wine. They were all making a bunch of noise, and I hadn't seen them before. So I asked the uh, the proprietor of the establishment with whom I had established a, a good relationship. I was like, who are these assholes? I'm like, oh, they're travelers. They're travelers? Oh, they're pikeys? Don't, don't, don't say that. Just travelers. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out there, shook the hand of uh, the who I could only assume was the patriarch. We're like, how you doing, man? It's like, ah, good. Just here with the kids. I'm like, oh, okay. So apparently like two blocks over they set up camp and like they were causing ruckus around the neighborhood. I was like, fuck in a camp, an encampment. Yeah. (laughs) On an empty lot that they have claimed. Was it like RVs or was it like tents or what? what I didn't actually explore to go see. Oh, okay. You should have gone over, man. You could probably capture a pikey wife. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's the American dream. Mm Mm-hmm. Should be here. Should be here slapping people with fish, fish heads or something. (laughs) Oh yeah. boy, we are like pieces of shit. They're speaking, probably very good speaking people. that language. They yeah. do it to themselves, James. <laughs> you know they have their own language, right? Yeah, it's Jarls and Grogs or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, on to something lighter. Secret Hitler. <laughs> oh, so this is funny as shit. Um the people who make cards against humanity they've uh they're ma- they make a new another game called Secret Hitler and they sent a a copy of this game to every senator to every US <laughs> senator <laughs> oh my awesome. god awesome but it's a real game i mean it's a real game you know yeah like you could buy it on off amazon right now apparently it's a uh you know, the game has uh, five or ten players, five to ten players, and the players are either a liberal or a fascist. <laughs> and they must try to use cooperation and deception to either prevent or aid the rise of Hitler. I like it. That's a good idea. Yep. So when you first said the title, I didn't, I didn't look at the article. I thought it was like Secret Santa. But with Nazi gifts. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, the actual game makes it funnier. Yeah. And so they sent this to the senators, and they're like, um, you know, dealing with Trump. Maybe this will this will help you. You know, familiarize yourself. Yeah, exactly. So it says, uh, uh, it says, although our, our game takes place in 1933 Germany, we thought you and your staff might find our game relevant as you negotiate the power of balance with the Trump White House. Nice. Because <clears throat> they included a letter with every copy, you know, to each senator. I love this guy. This and this. and I'm looking at the, the, the tweet. Mm-hmm. This guy who obviously is a, is, a, is a Trump fan, he's like, why would you directly alienate over half your customer base who uh, who... I was going to buy your game, but now I don't want to. The guy says, all of our customers hate Donald Trump. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing about Fuck here's you. the thing about the people who make fucking uh, what's the game called? Cards Against uh, Humanity. Cards Humanity. They're savages, bro. Yeah, they don't care. They don't give a shit, man. They you have to be a monster to make that game, and these guys are fucking monsters. Like, what's funnier than a dead baby? Four dead babies. Yeah. Oh my god, they're crazy. So more power to them, man. Were the were the letters handwritten on a seventy year old piece of parchment sealed with a swastika wax stamp? That'd be awesome. I don't actually expect you to to answer that. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just reading the tweets, man. They're hilarious. Is this a joke? If not, please stop. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Now let me click on one of the ads at the bottom just to see here. All right. Oop. Punishing myself. Big mistake. Okay. Down the rabbit hole. Yep. Yep. So next one, uh, not really much to talk about. Just I just thought it was kind of interesting. So there's uh, <clears throat> a Japanese brewer named, or uh, you know, it's a company, Kirin, makes mm-hmm. beer. I think we're all familiar with it. So they're trying to capture the market in Myanmar or Burma. Because, uh, you know, apparently until recently, you know, no one could get in there because it was like a dictatorship kind of kind of whole thing going on there. But, um, so I just thought this thing was funny in here. This is, <laughs> this is there's a, there's a quote in here from the, from one of the people from Japan. The guy says, Myanmar people are very, very strong for alcohol. <laughs> he says, we have a kit to measure a person's resistance to drink. They are much stronger than Japanese and Chinese. Jesus. <laughs> Perfectly translated. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wow. But it says Myanmar beer consumption rates are currently among the lowest in Asia. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. You know, they uh, they barely had, you know, as far as they have food, you know, never mind beer. So Don't sell your beer here. We don't want it in America, Karen. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Kieran so is science- no longer Ichiban. Oh, is it? Sorry. No, I'm just saying that because their beer's called Kieran Ichiban, Michael. Oh, it means number one. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So scientific studies have been done to prove that the Burmese have a very high alcohol tolerance, but they don't drink beer. Or they like make stills and hooch, rice moonshine and shit. I don't know, man. Are they a notoriously drunk people? I think they're n- a notoriously oppressed people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't think they got time to drink. <laughs> too busy doing business. They're too busy trying not to <laughs> die or something, you know? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, I mean, that's all changed in the last, like, five or six years, so. So, yeah. I just, I, I, honestly, I just thought that quote was kind of funny. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, next article. I just thought this article was kind of funny, although it does have some useful information. Maybe. A guide to all those weird words your teen uses. And so they have, you know, fam, lit. Whoever turn, wrote this should be shot in the face. Goals. <laughs> How dare you reveal the secrets? 
Yeah. Shade. Is, I mean, it's so old. Shade. Clapback. Clapback. Savage. There you go. Well, I mean, some of these are self-explanatory. What the hell's a clapback? Clapback. Is that oh, a God. big, big ass or something? This. Evan is not woke. No, huh? Yeah, he's not woke to clapback. No, <laughs> clapback is like if you like send Michael to the burn ward and he sends you right back immediately. You he clap back at you. So that comes from like you shoot your gun, like you shoot, like someone shoots you, you shoot a gun back. It comes from a from a Michael's oh. favorite washed up hip hop artist. He has a song called "Clap Back." I'm gonna clap back. I'm gonna clap back. What DMX? No, DMX's little brother who he hates. Huh. Michael, you say his name. Say his name, Michael. Say his fucking name. Who is he? What's his name? Uh, Deltron Zero? Come on, man. <laughs> you always have this guy's name on the tip of your tongue. De- fucking Ja Rule, man. Oh, right, right, right. You're such an asshole. I set you up and you just fucking walk away. It's murder. Yeah, yeah there you go. I should have said that. Yeah, so he had this song called Clap Back. And maybe, maybe if we're lucky, Evan will play us out with that. I, I won't. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Never mind. Veto powers initiate. <laughs> so yeah. it has nothing to do with twerking. No. And no. fat asses like hitting no. the thighs. Okay. No, Jesus Christ, no. He's no. looking at like hitting the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> no. My God. <laughs> goals. Squad goals. I like that. Goals. That's something yeah. I don't say enough. Goals. Yep, salty, woke, high key. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, by the way, low key. Well, low key, of course. So. I don't. I I have probably told you guys, but my my Quake Live gamer tag is capital N, lowercase A, capital C, lowercase L, Y. I've seen that when you go play on. I've seen it yeah. on Steam, and I'm like, what the fuck does that say? It's like, blah, 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 blah. oh, it's All salty. Right. It's salty. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking guy. There's like two people who ever got it. They're like, what the hell is Nancy? I'm like, does it fucking say Nancy, dickhead? That's what I see. Every time I look at it, I'm like, Nancy? I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I just ignore it. I'm like, all I see is blah, 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 treks. Quake, quake. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm all too right. smart for these people. <laughs> oh, man. LBFB, like back, follow back. Sus. Sus. Okay, I get that thought. Someone usually a girl who has lots of interest, lots kind of, of love like, interests, like a lunch, kind of like more like socially unacceptable way of saying ho. It's not a socially acceptable way of saying ho. That thought is not a good thing. If someone says your daughter's oh, a yeah. thought, that is not a good thing. <laughs> no, I like how they didn't there. actually write out what it what it actually means. Yeah, what does it stand? It stands for something, and I can't. Isn't it that it, that ho over, over there? Over there, that's it. Yeah, that ho over there. Yeah, exactly. At least that's what I was told it meant. So that's yeah, what it means. That's what it means. That whole okay. Hundo P. What the fuck does that mean? Hundred percent. Oh, this is so stupid. stupid. Just say hundred percent, or say one hundred. What? <laughs> Spell it correctly and then remove some of the letters. Yeah, one hundred. H u n n e t. Hundred. H u n e t t. Hundred. H u n d e d. Hundred. Hun. Hun, mm. one hundred, H U N apostrophe E D. Ever just keep it one hundred, all right? All right, man. He's I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is just interesting, funny, whatever. Well, you know, 
Stupid. Mostly whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. And then my last link here, a glimpse to the forbidden north of North Korea. Mm-hmm. So there's some, just some pictures that a, a photographer took during his time in North Korea. So it's just random pictures of this and that. But, uh, you know, obviously they're special because we don't get to see a lot of stuff going on inside North so Korea. So you're saying the government of the uh, DPRK? Is it DPRK or DRPK? DPRK. Uh, the DPRK would not necessarily endorse these photos? No, I'm sure they would. This, these photos don't look candid or anything, and they you can't come to their country without being followed around by a bunch of handlers and shit. They, this is not no private secret shit. Okay. Here's one guy who looks knackly. Yeah. <laughs> it says commuting to work and not happy. Permanently oh, yeah. upset. Yeah, I saw his face. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, just take a look at that. It's cool. Thank you. All right. So, James, let's see what we got here. The Last Nights, huh? What's this? Okay, so this was actually, I stumbled upon this uh, when, thanks to Conan Exiles being down, uh, I stumbled upon this movie, and I was just like, I, I hovered over it on Netflix, and it had four stars. And it looked like, it looks like B-movie garbage that Netflix just kind of piles up there. They just, like, dump a ton of it in. Like, they put one great movie and, like, 75 B-movie pieces of trash and it has Clive Owen, who I was like, I was like, he likes to do garbage. And Morgan Freeman, I'm like, he doesn't care what he does anymore. He's just, it's a cash grab. So for like the last five years of his life, has been a cash grab. So he doesn't care either. But I watched the movie, and it were, it's worth every bit of the four star power. Like, it's excellent. Absolutely excellent. And just to give you a great example. So I watched, and I did not post this, but I watched Hacksaw Rage the other day. That's a great movie. It's fucking a great movie. Like it, it pulls your. It does everything a good war movie supposed to do. And then right next to that, I watched another movie that's strictly on Netflix. I guess called called um, the Jadot Siege or J- J- Jodosh Siege or whatever. It's about these Australian, uh, excuse me, Irish uh, soldiers who were with the UN in in the like early late forties or late sixties or something like that, and they were stationed. Uh, at a nuclear facility, a nuclear uranium mining facility to protect it, and they got sieged by mercenaries for like three or four days or something with no no help, you know. None of their soldiers died, but it was like pure war, the entire thing. It was a good movie, and it was like, it was nice that it told like a true, a semi-true story about these soldiers and kind of redeemed their honor because they were labeled as, as cowards, but the the story didn't have that thing that a good war movie is supposed to have, and I don't know what that thing is, but it didn't have it. But it was a good movie. This movie has everything you expect to see in like sword and sorcery, not no sorcery, but a sword play, knights in shining armor type movie without the shining armor, without the camp. You know, like you see shining, you see a guy in armor, and you think immediately campy. This didn't have any of that. Morgan Freeman is in fucking rare form. He does a great job. He sells the character of Lord Bargot, Bardot, whatever his name is. Um, his They don't play on too much of the, stu- the dumb stuff. All the characters are great. Uh, Clive Owen's fucking genius. I mean, it's 
amazing. I don't want to spoil any of it. And for me to say I don't want to spoil it because I love to spoil shit tells you how good it is. It's a great movie. It's definitely worth watching. Um, whether you download or Netflix or whatever, it's an hour and 50 minutes or something, and it's worth your time. It really is a very good film. I actually liked his other medieval film, King Arthur, even though it was it was not great, but I liked it. Uh, with Okay, so you know what? I didn't see that, and the reason I didn't see it is because the same time that was out, there was a movie by the guy who plays... He plays uh he plays Lord Stark in the first season of Game of Thrones. I can't think of his name. He always gets killed and stuff. Sean Bean? Sean Bean. So there's a movie with Sean Bean basically getting killed and stuff. <laughs> and it's not a great movie. And I watched it and that soured me on Netflix medieval movies. So I did not watch King Arthur. And there was another movie with the fucking guy who's always running around because, like, they put a fucking nitrous oxide in his system and he can't, like, stop. If he stops, he'll die. His heart has to get his heart or something. Yeah, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah, there's another movie with him in it, and it was garbage. So I just, like, kind of swore off any of these B-movie medieval things. Um, But this really, like, it, it doesn't beat you over the head with, like, crazy action. It has a great action scene in the beginning, and then the rest of the movie is kind of, like a slow gathering until an amazing battle at the end. And it's absolutely awesome. It's really good. Uh, uh, a tour de force, a sight for the eyes. You will be erect when you're finished. <laughs> um, very you good. You heard film. it here, folks. That's a promise. Yeah. Boners inbound. <laughs> um, so the only other thing I have here is, uh, <laughs> I put a link to the NSFW mass effect link. This is Pornhub. Okay, if we deem it too inappropriate, I will remove it. Okay, but it's Pornhub. We're all grown. We're all big boys here. Uh, So feel free to check it out. It's really good. Actually, it's a really good (laughs) fucking porno. And it's made. I found this from Senkaku Complex. The link, my first link in the thing where uh, call me Vegeta bitch. I found it there a long time ago, and it's really good. So, and there's a series. This guy makes it himself. Him, it's like him, like two guys making them on some CGI software, and it's really good. It's very well done, and there's voices and everything. It's it's actually telling a story, and you kind of want to watch it. You know, you like take your hand off your cock, sit down, watch the story, then go back to wanking it. So it's pretty good. That's why people read Playboy and Penthouse for the articles. That's right for the articles. You know, and the hairy, hairy puss poo. Yeah. Rock em, sock em robots. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Mike's Mike has a fucking scowl on his face. Pure disgust. <laughs> and What's wrong? What? What's wrong? You gotta watch it a little bit, Mike. <clears throat> no, no, that's fine. This is, you guys are like, do whatever. I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm like, oh, okay, right. okay, like just stop. <laughs> it can't be as bad as that other video that we watched several times while James was disgusted. Oh right, yeah. Two girls, one cupcake, yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Yep. Oh, I'm 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 leading the show this week. I should say something. <laughs> um, okay, so it's been a great time. Our anniversary show. 
Next week, we have a great show with a great guest. Uh, not Michael's expert, as promised, but a very good friend of ours and listener to the show. Is it next week? Yes, it's, it's next, next week. week. It's next week. Very exciting stuff. So he's one of our seven listeners. Can't wait to have him on. Um, if any of our other seven listeners want to come on to the show, there's only seven of you, so let's do it again. Um, <laughs> we're going to surprise you, but it should be a great show. Definitely tune in for that one. Evan, Michael, any any last thoughts? I uh, just want to thank anyone listening for sticking with us for the year. Um, don't see an end in sight. So tune in on a regular basis and we'll we'll be here. I heard a slow groan from the audience. No end in sight. <laughs> what about you there, Mink? Nope, I'm good. Lead us out, James. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh as always, guys, you know, pay, let's help us pay the bills. HTTP, uh, well, look, fuck all that. You know, www.audibletrial.com slash aisle uh, You can email us at uh, feedback at aisle panel.com. Feedback at aisle <laughs> Yes, I got it on the second or third try. Um, check us out there, guys. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. For 50 great shows, 49 great shows, and the 50th will be next week. But thank you very much. We will see you next time. Open eye, feel the waves cut through me. Hypnotized by the sounds I'm breathing in. Hold tight.
Thank you.